An elephant, a teapot, or a cloud? It's up to you. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Zabette New Collins. Cloud watching during the summer can be spectacular, especially if you live near the coast. You can spend hours on the shore, basking in the sun and the ocean breeze, watching the clouds in their numerous shapes and patterns moving along with the air currents. I personally love summer cloud gazing because the chance to see a storm cloud, otherwise known as a cumulonimbus, is higher. I grew up in Iowa, which is part of Tornado Alley, a collection of states where tornado activity is higher than the rest of the U.S. To put it in context, Maine has, on average, two tornadoes per year. Iowa has 50. I'd often be outside when I'd hear the distinctive tornado sirens start to wail in the distance. Shortly after, another siren would start, each town sounding the alert that a tornado was on its way. Only faint sirens for us in the country, we'd have to turn on the radio, and later, our computers, to figure out where the tornado was and what direction it was headed. While tornadoes were terrifying, storms fascinated me. I liked to set up in the garage with the door open, watching the sky change color, the wind start to pick up, the rain begin to pour. If it was dangerous, I'd crowd in the basement with my siblings and wait for the storm to pass. Thunderstorms come from cumulonimbus clouds, which are the giants of the cloud worlds. They are the only cloud that extends through all three cloud levels. Because they always start in the low level, which is below 6,500 feet, it's easiest to group them with low clouds. However, their top can extend to the highest layer of the troposphere, some reaching as high as 60,000 feet. Thunderstorms are more common in the summer months because they thrive on moisture and rapidly rising warm air. In areas with high humidity, more thunderstorms occur. At first, an innocent cumulus cloud forms and grows with strong updrafts of warm, moist air. It goes through several stages, cumulus humilis, mediocris, and congestus. Cumulus congestus are taller than they are wide and can cause downpours. However, it isn't considered a cumulonimbus cloud until the top glaciates. This is when the water droplets in the top of the cloud turn into ice crystals. Once the cumulonimbus reaches the top of the troposphere, the cumulonimbus cannot grow any higher and spreads out. This gives it the classic anvil shape that often characterizes storm clouds. If you're directly under the cloud, it can be hard to tell whether it is a cumulonimbus or another low, dark cloud that covers the sky. A sure way to tell the difference is the presence of thunder, lightning, or hail. If any of those are present, you can be certain you are under the king of clouds and should find shelter immediately. So the next time you are cloud gazing, keep an eye out for a forming cumulonimbus cloud. Any of those white cotton balls you see drifting through the sky can, with the right conditions, become a towering giant ready to wreak havoc on the world below. If there is a cumulus cloud that is taller than it is wide, if it has a top that has started to fan out in the shape of the anvil, and especially if you see flashes of lightning or hear thunder in the distance, you're witnessing a cumulonimbus. And while from afar it can look spectacular, it's best to get to shelter before the rain, hail, and lightning begin. 
You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks to guest writer Zabet New Collins for writing this piece for us, and thanks to you all for listening. Please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 